Hey, this is Matthew fucking Justice, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're on Pod Van Dam. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things on the show, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview episode with Odd. I'm not Odd, fuck. <laughs> Ed from Pod Van Dam. That's like no one's made that Freudian slip yet, ever. Funny thing is, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep it in, but yeah, it fits. <laughs> going back to the spiel, I am your host, I am Justin Summers, and Rusty Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe to your this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean. RustyCheers.podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers, twitter.com slash wrestlingcheers, and instagram.com slash wrestlingcheers. Email, if you so choose, desire wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at webmaneuver.net. Like I said, we are here with Ed from Pod Van Dam. Don't want to fuck it up twice. Anyway, what's up, Ed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not much. (laughs) God, we've been wanting to do like some sort of episode like this for almost two years. Or over two years, I think. It's been talked about. I think it was talked about back when Pod Van Dam was like still me and Justin. And it was every like two months. And, that. Yeah, it was it was a semi-annual. Back when it was like, hey, surprise, we got a new episode. Not like it's Monday, new episode, Monday, new episode, Monday, new episode. No, there's no set schedule at all. <laughs> it was it was literally when we hung out and felt like doing one. I've, I've commented on a million times, but it's just like the evolution is is nuts. Because you like, I remember those days when I would be like, "Oh, a new Pod Van episode, that's awesome!" And you get to listen to you and Justin. And then there was that stretch where there was just like nothing. And then you're like, "All right, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to like, I'm gonna do the podcast, so I'm just gonna talk." And then like after a month, maybe that's when Pat kind of like, "Yeah, I'll do, I'll do the podcast with you." And then that was going really good for a while. And then all of a sudden, you had Jonah, and I'll openly say it. No offense to Jonah, I thought he was going to be a third wheel, and it was going to be horrible. Just because, like, you and Pat were doing really well, and it's like, oh, man, a third wheel. But no, it, like, it got better. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, like, uh, Pat, funny enough, is, like, supposed to be a one-time thing. And then I found out, like, oh, this show's way easier to do when you don't have to talk to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, and so, like, I had Pat stick around. And then Jonah, yeah, I didn't really know Jonah really well before we started uh, having him on the show. Uh, I know we hung out at AIW shows, but that does, I don't remember a lot. So, Shocker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah, I wasn't sure how it was going to work out. And it turns out uh, Jonah's like, got, uh, Jonah's got a really weird sense of humor that I can't like pinpoint. And I like it. It keeps me on my toes. Like, <laughs> Similar to I you. never know if she's going to find something funny or not. You have a pretty weird sense of humor too. 
Yeah, yeah. And they like I've been noticing uh since I don't have to edit the show, like I can listen to it sometimes. Yeah. Uh and I notice like me and Jonah kinda like have the same sense of humor, but very different at the same time. It's really weird. Like I don't have a good example of it. But but there's times where I'm just like, Oh, right on, that worked out really well. A lot of times it's I know the sense of humor is like it's a troll moment. Or maybe like you're both given like the worst answer for something. I or like, like I think we both smush words together to make uh like one word. Yeah. Or like acronyms. When people say like something, I think we beat me and him both go to like what would the acronym of that be? <laughs> I remember at some point we were still at Mount Carmel and like we were having you on wrestling chairs and like people were like saying like Oh, I think like Ed's just giving like these these answers for the like he's just like this for like no reason. Like this is all an act. Because, like, me and uh, Moy Boy were talking about it. We were like, no. Like, no, that, that, that's fucking Ed. <laughs> like, there's no bullshit. Like, this is Ed. Yeah, like, I, it's not – I know people think it's a it's a troll on TSJ, and it isn't. I genuinely, as a human being, <laughs> would rather watch the Boogeyman wrestle than Bret Hart. And that's not, like, a, like a attention thing. I don't know. I think it just speaks to my tastes that uh, – I don't know. I think I got a, I, eclectic tastes. Yeah, the the hatred for Brett's weird because that's that's literally one of my top two favorites. It's him and Sean so, tied. Well, here's why Sean's way better. Like, <laughs> uh, Sean Michaels danced and like sang his own entrance music, and Brett didn't dance at all, like ever. Like, what the hell is that about? It's not fun. Who could who could get behind that guy? He doesn't even dance. <laughs> I don't know. I've I've I love them both. I have both. I have like two Hasbro. No, actually, no. I could. I got a bunch of Hasbro figures of theirs right now. And, like, I got Bret Hart shades. Like, I don't know. I th- to me, like, as a kid, that was, like, a like a superhero for me. It's weird you think about it now, but, dude, I love Bret. And so many people love Bret. Like, the fact that, like, you hate it. Like, I don't, know, I don't want to say hate. He, hate's a little too strong word, but when you're just like, I don't know, guys. I'm not seeing the same thing you're seeing. Like, that's what blows everybody away. Yeah, it's, uh, and I don't get how, like, there's a whole gen, like our whole generation when we were kids, like loved Bret Hart because, like, what is there to grasp onto as a child? Because he's really boring and he doesn't like have a character. And like Shawn Michaels, I get man, like he dances and like it was cool. And then the Undertaker's like a zombie man, and like Hulk Hogan had like giant muscles and like yelled a whole bunch. And Bret just went out there and cut like these monotone promos and and like wrestled. Okay, he wrestled. As a, okay, as a kid probably one of the top things that i would say like all right if he had anything which it's not even him it's those glasses those glasses were cool at least for me like in the the early 90s i wanted one a pair so bad and they've even tried like using those those same glasses for other wrestlers but like obviously not brett like they did an adam bomb one and they did a couple other ones nobody cared but for some reason the brett ones were the cool ones adam bombs were infinitely cooler though because weren't they like uh, it had like the nuclear symbol on it, well, and weren't couldn't they like flip up like uh like the guy's sunglasses in a perfect world? Well, his actual glasses were like that, but they made Bret Hart style sunglasses like that, where they it looked like you were kind of wearing glasses similar to that, but they were it wrapped around your head. And like if you looked at it without it being printed on, it was the, pretty much the same thing. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of those merch things. Cause like Adam Bomb, he was in WWE. For how long? And a very small run of it was face. So it's it's very. I don't ever remember him being a face, even. 
um, God, was it like 90, 94, 95? So like he was kind of getting eclipsed by Diesel and everybody. So it was like, yeah, he that, was okay. He was a face, that makes but. sense because like there's a there's like a period in time where like I kind of only a little bit watch wrestling. It's probably from like ninety three to like ninety six. So I remember Adam Bomb kind of, but I always thought he was a bad guy. I think for the most part he was, but they always did that to every like almost every wrestler like during that time period at least was a good guy and a bad guy. Like he, I'm trying Except to think of, Owen, he was like a dick forever. Dude, Owen was. That's the thing too. Like I, I love Brett because that feud with him and Owen was the best. Like in Owen, I've always said, in my opinion, my favorite—he's my favorite heel of all time, or one of my—he's in my top five, I should say. His best heart. He's best heart. What, what about uh, Smith? Smith. Uh, <laughs> Smith is t- is second best for sure. I think even Smith would tell you that Owen's above him, but then then it's definitely Smith. I think with Owen too, that's where. I realized how much of a wrestling fan I was because when he died, it was like, oh shit, here's this dude that I watch a smoke bar match. <laughs> no, I don't think dude, I they're boring. Well, I watched one that 90, does 92 rumble count? Not rumble, but uh, no, survivor series. Smith, was, Smith wasn't in it. Okay. That was Bruce Dean and Keith. I know. Yeah. Brett. Okay. Smith. I wonder if Smith showed up though. Cause like, do you get paid to watch it? That'd be the question. Like he didn't show up for free if he did. You can only was he at WrestleMania when like they all came out to like? like oh, against uh, Vince. Then not screw, yeah. Was that all I remember? That was in Arizona. Was that twenty five? No, that wasn't twenty. That was twenty six. Okay, because I was at twenty five, and we didn't. That's the first one we didn't go to in a couple years. And I was, I mean, when we were watching that show, I was pretty happy. I was like, guys, I think we made the right decision here. <laughs> um, he might have. Did he come? I wonder if he came out. Uh, <laughs> canadian stampede at any point i bet he i for sure i he for sure had to have because i mean you're not gonna get well, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna draw that crowd without smith <laughs> oh god man that's dude that's one of the things i miss the most from like doing pvd classic pretty regularly is like the idea that smith hart is an insane person because he's like all his siblings are better than him it's just really fun i like it a lot like because it makes you like Smith Hart wasn't like he is, like he was a really weird dude. Like he like uh, there's a story about him like hitting like a like a a foul of some sort. Maybe he's a duck. I'm not sure what it was, but like he hit this bird with his car and then like took it home. It was like I'm gonna cook this for you, Stu. Like this roadkill, and then everybody got mad at him and like he, they're like you're not feeding our dad roadkill, and he couldn't comprehend like why this is a bad thing. He like like they're the assholes. <laughs> I mean, you've always heard like some sort of like weird like weird stories about that family in general. Like as a, someone who's a huge you know Brett fan and a huge Natty fan, like the fact that Stu would be cooking and then like he would randomly like maybe scratch himself with a spatula or even like mess with the cats with it and then like continue to cook or something similar to that. Or he'd pick something off the ground with it. I remember hearing something along those lines. I was like, yep that that was Stu. So that's like. From Dynamite Kids book, right? And he was an asshole. So, like, who even knows if that's true? I want to say I've heard it more than just him. Like, I'd have to probably pop in one of the the family DD that they did. I swear somebody else has talked about it. We uh, are talking about the Hart family a lot, and I didn't <laughs> expect that. That's that's the weird thing with even having you on. 
like not even like just this right here. What the people don't hear, like before shows, like the tangents we go on and everything. Normally we have to like yeah. uh try to get us to back to the subject, but this like we can go any and everywhere. I did know Can we talk about like how greasy this the show like Pod Van Dam would be if it wasn't for Pat? <laughs> Elaborate, because he's he's the anti grease. Yeah, uh, me and Jonah, I, I like I'm finding out more. So the the more comfortable Joe, like man, nobody tell Jonah this, and Jonah, if you're listening, turn it off because I don't want to ruin it. Uh, the more comfortable Jonah gets <laughs> with the show, <laughs> the like greasier he gets. To where, like, he said he was going to fill a <laughs> giant big gulp cup of cum that <laughs> Bernie Sanders won. Which is, like, not even clever. It's just, it's just greasy. And then, luckily, Pat is there to, like, because uh, Pat, luckily, like, unlucky for Pat, he's the only one that has, like, anyone important to him that listens to the show. So, like, he's got to keep it pretty toned down. But, like, I don't know. Nobody I really know is going to listen. I can't imagine, like, uh, my grandpa listening to Pod Van Dam and hearing me do jokes about cum. So <laughs> I think I'm safe. But luckily we got Pat to, like, level it all out because I worry what the show would – I worry what would happen sometimes. That That's why you guys have to do the Grease Pit uh, Patreon episodes where it's just <laughs> – Grease Pit. Where it's just you – and Jonah, and, like, you just find the greasiest topics, and you just see how greasy it can get. It's right up there with the the politics band, damn, where it would just be me and Jonah agreeing with each other like, <laughs> about everything. You want to hit us with it? Except now that, like, we're getting Patreon money, I wonder, I wonder how Jonah still feels. Because now, like, now we're rich, and we're filthy, stinking rich, so <laughs> we might not want to pay for taxes. I don't know. I don't know. Can we get that uh, Bernie Sanders impression? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> It's just, it's really funny because I was just listening to Joyce Manor before we got on the call. And they, they, that's who played the Verdi rally when he was just like, I'd like to thank Joyce Manor for the music. <laughs> I hope Bernie Sanders can be a, a character on a Pod Van Dam classic. Same. I hope he has the time <laughs> to stop by and campaign and let the wrestling fan know <laughs> why they should support him instead of WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. <laughs> Who would you okay? Because he is—he's the first WWE Hall of Famer that's been president. But like, who do you think it should have been? The first celebrity Hall of Famer? No, no just way. the first WWE Hall of Famer that should have been the president. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was yeah. Wrong. Uh, God, in a kayfabe world, could it be DiBiase? No, he's corrupt. That's a bad choice. We already got <laughs> DiBiase. He's the president right now. That's true. Like, um, not Snuka because he killed that girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know he died before going into the Hall of Fame, but and he's not an American citizen. Could could it just be Andre the Giant for the visuals of everything alone? I want to say yes, but he's French. Yeah, that's why I'm like, so I, he can't he, be. You can't, but like, can you just picture like him behind a regular podium? Um, <laughs> him coming out of just a limo on it. <laughs> yeah. What the the president? Uh, Joe Sposo is probably screaming Bob Backlund right now because he's oh. like a '90s WWF guy. But like, I don't know, he's an insane person, so that's a good idea. I bet Booker T would be all right. The the problem with Joe is he's so old he could have voted for Backlund if he actually ran for president. I don't. 
He says, like, he <laughs> says he's old, but I don't see it. Like, I don't think, I think he's got a youthful glow to him. I think he carries himself like a, like a mid-30s. I, I actually do agree with that. Like, mid to late 30s, but then, like, finding out how old he was in the 90s, I go, holy, holy fuck, how old are you, dude? Yeah, because, like, nah, he carries, it's mid-30s energy. That's where I put you, is, like, what? <laughs> like, how do you feel? Like. Like we said on the show before, like Nick Gage and Mance Warner have like long hair energy. Like even though they're bald men, they carry themselves like they have long hair. And I like that. Yeah. So it's like, what energy do you put out there? Yeah. But Booker T would be the best president, I think. He should have been the first one. Why? I just feel like he seems like a pretty level-headed, normal human being for the most part. And like, I don't know. I wouldn't hate State of the Union, so those would be probably pretty fun to listen to. <laughs> what about... Try to think of like some good Hall of Famers. So the thing is, like almost everybody's in it. <laughs> ah, that's true. Coco Beware. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he'd have the first president have a bird instead of like a dog for a pet or something. Yes. Wish Jordan was here as the producer to fact check me on whether any presidents have had a bird or not. I would be surprised if some did, but like it's normally the the normal thing to have a dog because. I don't know, we're a weird country and you have to like follow in certain lines to be president, I guess. Like, all you have to have a dog. Yeah. You have like, I, I, if you're the president, I want you to have a pet. Like, I want you to show you could have empathy for a creature. Like, I think that's the bare minimum. I, according to a lot of people, you have to be some sort of version of a Christian or a Catholic to be a president, even though I'm like, that, that doesn't work all the time. And I'm, I don't know if I trust some of these guys if they were. I think we should have a president from like a cult. Not like a leader, just a member. <laughs> just, I don't know, accidentally rises to power and is like, but not like a weird, like just a weird cult. Not like a dangerous cult or anything like that. Just like, I don't know. Poppy? Ugh, too soon. <laughs> I was going to steer Juggalo for myself, but I'm like, ah, oh, Poppy. There you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something like that. Just like a weirdo. Like, <laughs> could, you, could you imagine like a Juggalo running for, and I'm not talking like, oh, we're gonna we're we'll eventually get to an era where they probably listen to like stuff like that. But could you imagine like face painted up? So here's the thing, like I don't want it all the time, but like I don't know, like it's just like a thing. He's like, oh, when ICP comes down, I go see ICP. Like it doesn't control his life or anything. It's it's just like a hobby it is. It's like how I go to anime conventions. Like he's just like, oh no, like ICP's in town and gets. Paint it up and goes and sees ICP and then back it in the Oval Office on Monday. What would it be like if ICP played for Bernie Sanders? I would hate it, and that would actually be something that would make me consider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say I don't want to con- anybody to think I condone ICP. I don't. I just think it'd be funny. Don't hate on the hatchet. <laughs> uh, it's that's the thing is it's a meat cleaver that he's holding. First off, oh, so tr- I don't know why he's hatchet man. Trust me, I I know. I've been around it long enough, but for some reason, it, yeah, it's the hatchet, man. It's shit that don't make sense. Vampiro, Vampiro, if you're listening, uh, tweet at me. Let me know. Let me know why it's uh, why, why is he carrying a meat cleaver instead of a hatchet? Is he still a juggalo? I don't think so. There's that's so sad. Like, I, there's a lot of people I know who were somewhat involved and went and like him. He's one of them where they kind of like exited out. Like Kevin Gill's another dude who's the same way. Were you, were you a WCW guy? Like. In the, towards the end at all, <laughs> uh, I was I was always a WWE guy, but I always paid attention and followed uh, 
Do you remember when they had the Great Muda for like six months? They made him hang out with a bunch of fucking juggalos. Yeah, that was. <laughs> what the hell? The end of WCW is so weird, and I always look at like that whole mess. Just even like having ICP in, and then having the Misfits in there, and uh, the Kiss Demon. Like this all was around the same time in the one of the top wrestling companies in the world. Here's the thing, though, like. Looking back on it, like me right now in this moment, if you put 1999 WCW on, it's like a fresh, this is the product and that's what it is. Like I would fucking gobble that shit up. It was terrible. I love that, dude. Like that 70s guy, Mike Awesome, and he powerbombs Shaggy Tootop on that bus. And then Shaggy Tootop slides off the side and you see Mike Awesome like trying to crib. <laughs> that show was a fucking train wreck at some points. Oh my god, it's so I don't understand. Like I get how it went out of business because it was just Turner didn't want it anymore. But like I don't know. At some point, it has to be so bad that it like it's good again. I mean, like I said, we had Kiss, ICP, Misfits, uh, No Limit, not directly affiliated. Like I think Master P showed up maybe once, but then there was like the No Limit Soldiers for a little while because that was yeah, it wasn't even. He wasn't even at the pay-per-view where the No Limit Soldiers wrestled, and none of the No Limit Soldier wrestled. It was just the filthy animals and, like, swole. Yeah, pretty much. See, late WCW... What's weirder, late 90s WCW or early 90s WCW, where we have fucking uh, RoboCop? So the problem with, like, early 90s WCW is that it is weird, but it's still, like, it's really boring because it's, it's grandpa wrestling. Uh, and so, like, it sucks. But, like, late 90s WCW, it's, like, shitty late 90s wrestling, which is kind of, like, it's still, I don't know, I think it's still good. Never at any point when that was on, when I was, like, in seventh grade or whatever, did I think, like, this show's fucking bad. Like, it never, ever was bad to me at any point. Like, I fucking love Nitro. Those Cruiserweight tag titles, you ever seen those things? They're ugly as shit, but I was just like, holy shit, Cruiserweight tag belts. Remember their short-lived hardcore division? Dude, yes, that fucking division was great. It was like Terry Funk and a bunch of jobbers. <laughs> I always kind of like that belt. Like, I think I prefer the WWF hardcore, mainly because of my love for the Winged Eagle. But the fact that they made this, like, kind of cool belt and it didn't fucking last really long. Just like that, uh, was it the, the Cruiserweight tag titles or was it another one? The one that was crowned, like, two episodes before the end of Nitro. Yeah, the Cruiserweight tag title yeah. finals were at the last pay-per-view, and then the first like title defense was on the last Nitro. Yeah, that's what it was, where you hardly remember those titles. Like, I remember having to look them up like, oh, I forgot all about this, and then actually see them, and then figure out where they were in the history, and go, oh, that's why I barely remember, because it was like right there at the end when they were closing shop. It was like a real awkward center play, too. I remember that. Like, the ROH six-man, I think, is like a real awkward center play. I think entirely too much about title belts. My big thing when it comes to title belts, I don't like the vertical oval center titles. Not a fan. Like, I, I love those. Uh, That's what I tried to – when uh, Lash said he was designing new belts for AIW, that's the one thing I tried to talk about. Too. I wish I – like I was like a long center place intense title. Like, like the Impact tag titles, that's a fucking great looking belt. I love it. For some reason, the Impact one – kind of works better than most. Like, when ROH has done it, I couldn't stand it. The oval-looking tag titles that were thankfully short-lived, like, I hated those too. Like, those 
I think those might be like the worst AIW title in history. Right, just right under barely the first woman's title that looked like a painted over winged eagle. The uh, the tag titles? Yeah, not the original tag titles, or at least the original that I know, and not the current. It was the weird one in the middle. The orange straps. Were they orange? I thought they right? were red. Red, orange, I'm not sure. It was like, it was a weird color. No, the the two Infinity Beyond belts. Yeah, that's actually kind of where I name them too, because that's what I think of. Those belts are fucking great. Those belts kept uh, ass. See, that's like why white people think you're weird, because you also love, 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 and now every time I see it, I think of you. The oval uh, intercontinental title. Like, I think we were at, at the toy show, Toy Hio, and they were actually selling, someone was selling the... Not the full-size replica, but, like, maybe a youth replica. And it was the oval. And, like, I fucking thought of you. Maybe it was the full-size. I can't remember. But I was just like, that. there, there you go, fucking head. That's the best Intercontinental title, for sure. It's not even close. Like, that's a perfect-looking belt. That is perfect. I'll I'll go with this, because I've always said I liked either the white, the original white strap or the black strap on the classic Intercontinental title now. But you, you know what's forgotten about? And they only ever made one figure with it, and that's the Gold Dust Gold Strap Intercontinental. Oh title. yeah, because that looked the really one all mad one. Yeah, the one that looked fucking cool as shit, and it fit him. That was I thought I thought he was gonna do that with like every belt that he won, and he ended up never doing it again. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, cool. but that was also early in the Gold Dust run. Yeah, when they had and the- like I think the next time he was Intercontinental Champ was like. During the Attitude Era in like '99, he had it for like two weeks. So yeah, like I said, that was also in the era that they were trying to go. Okay, we're we're not going to make him so androgynous anymore. We're going to throw Melena with him and like water him down a little bit. And she's going to smoke cigars because <laughs> cigars look like wieners. <laughs> she's going to smoke cigars and have hard nipples. That's it. <laughs> that was her gimmick. Always. Even, like, that even stuck after Marlena. Like, that was just constantly... Remember when she just wore, like, a little sweater that looked like it shrunk? <laughs> and then nothing under it. So it was, like, all she's wearing is under boob, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then whenever she managed, every time she came out to the ring, it was just hard nipples. No matter what. That's the one of the biggest things I remember with her and that shit. Do you remember the the brief period when she was dating New Jack in real life? Yeah. <laughs> Which for those who don't know, that was, it's more recent because it was it was around the time of social media because there was like the the those those two together just it seemed weird and then I know they had like a messy breakup on top of it. I saw um, Terry Reynolds last year at WrestleCon and I said, "Oh hey Terry Reynolds, where the fuck is everything?" Because it was like we're trying to find the convention center and she said that way and I said thanks. That's it. <laughs> I think I've told the story on here the the. First wrestler I seen at WrestleCon when we went to Orlando. Do you remember who it was? I'll tell you what. If it was Chris Benoit, that'd be fucking wild. (laughs) Chris um, Benoit peeks around the corner, but he like he's wearing like a La Parka mask, and he's he. You're the only one that knows Summer. He looks right at you and pulls that mask up and gives you like a shh. And then, do you tell anybody? Well, that was why he wanted to kill Pat. Chris Benoit's been La Parker this whole time. But no, it was uh, Virgil. Oh, God, how much did he hit you up for? Oh, nothing. It was like, wow, we were pulling into the parking garage and he was like walking out. And it's like, oh, of course the first wrestler we see is Virgil because it's Virgil. Um, 
I didn't he like bully the OSW guys at like a, a fast food place in a fight, like an eight by ten for him? Potentially. I've heard a hundred bully stories from him. I think my favorite is uh asking kids if they want a pitcher with them, gets the pitcher, and then like, all right, twenty bucks. Ah, the old Colt Cabana. Oh that, oh yeah, you're you had that in Did that to me in a DG USA show in Miami. How long ago? Um, DG USA. So it was like, what was that WrestleMania in Miami? It was on the rocks. It was like 28, so like eight years ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I bought a shirt already, man. I just thought I'd get a picture that he told me afterwards. It was like 10 bucks. I was like, oh, all right. He, uh, like, I've seen him do that at certain, not exactly like that, but just charging. Because it's weird because like in AIW, I've never seen Cole Cabana charge. Like it ever. Never. Yeah, same. But when I saw him at uh, the first, like, I think it was Heroes and Legends uh, convention in Fort Wayne, Indiana, I wanted to get a new picture with him because the one I had was a little bit old and I think a little bit blurry. And I was like, hey, can we get – or no, I wasn't going for a picture. I was going to talk kind of like behind somebody. person in front of me wanted a picture and he was like five bucks. And I was kind of like, <laughs> oh, then I'm going to wait until it's free next time when I see you because you never charge at AIW. I think like the only – wrestler besides the women's wrestlers because they know they can get they know what they're doing and they can do it and that's fine like uh because like i don't know any women's wrestler that didn't charge maybe candace LeRae, i'm not sure but every other one was like five bucks for selfie but the only other person that i've ever seen charge at aiw is uh michael elgin yeah he he was one of those that uh you got to pay for a picture or you got to buy something oh kurt hawkins the same way too or brian myers yeah yeah, because I know I went. I was I wanted a picture with him, but I was going to buy an eight by ten anyway. So I, I did that, and then somebody behind me was like, "I want. I just want a picture." And he was like, "Well, it's five bucks, or you got to buy something." And they kind of put it's up Michael a, Elgin. Uh, same deal, right? Yeah. But he brought the IWGP Intercontinental Title, and that's what I wanted a picture with. So I did it. <laughs> I do, I didn't think it would be like right to ask him not to be in it, so he's standing there with me and the belt interrupting my time with the belt actually come to think about it i've seen a lot of people charge if they were a champion in a roh or impact because who i'm trying to remember who was roh tag team champion and they came in and to get a picture with them with the title it cost money wasn't it ray row no it was older than that. like i'm i'm remembering turner's hall I don't, oh. I don't think I don't think Ray Rowe charged. But I don't was, remember him charged either, but that's the only person I think of that would have been ROH tag champ. What about no? But Adam, Adam Cole was there. Yeah, but he was Laredo kid a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about long hair Adam Cole pre Bullet Club. Oh, Turner's Hall. You know that, that his match when he came back, like right before he signed with WWE, was so fucking boring that I forgot that it happened until maybe two weeks ago. Because I was talking about how I've never had to watch Adam Cole wrestle. <laughs> and then somebody was like, I think Jesse was like, he wrestled in AIW. And it's like, no, he fucking didn't. Like, not when we were there. He's like, yeah, man. Wrestled Matt Cross. And I looked it up and holy shit, that actually happened. Okay, yeah. Well, I, even, I was trying to remember, where the fuck did he go against? I can't remember. But okay, yeah. I remember Matt Cross now. I forget. When did you start coming to AIW? Were you before me or what? Uh, The Bucks first show. Uh, Yes. Um, Number the G thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, make him say, uh. Yeah, well, let's make him say, uh. Okay. Yes. Because uh, Ethan Page was on Aubrey Citizen's podcast 
and said something about it and said the Bucks are going to be there. Had you been like following AEW before that? No, but I listened. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Because I listened to Pro Wrestling Ponderings that they would give AIW results all the time. And then when Ultramantis Black won the title is when I was like started paying attention to it because Ultramantis Black. The the brief period that he was champion. Yeah, it wasn't only like a, sh- a show. A full show, yeah. Because he, he won the title main event of the previous show. I'm trying to remember. Was it announced or no? I think it, I thought it was a random challenge at the end of the show. Like a complete surprise. Caden, check. <laughs> For real. Actually, right now, it might be on independentwrestling.tv. Probably is. There's like a hundred something shows on there, right? Yeah, there's a hundred and some uh, promo codes to use, too. They, people could use uh, Absolute. Uh, they could use At Odds. They could use a bunch of different ones. At this point, you can make one up, probably, and it, would, it, might, it probably is going to be one. <laughs> I think I've hit j Rose or somebody up about it and be like, how do you get one? Give me one. But I don't know. I kind of like just telling people, use Absolute or something. Because there's way too many right now. I mean, there's so many that it's now just a five-day trial, not fucking 20. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. It, uh, for fuck, what, the first year, almost two years, it was first 20 days free. And then what was that? I think the beginning of this year with the merger, they were just like, yeah, um, five days free. Yeah, that makes more sense, though, because they're streaming like a, like multiple shows a day, not, like on weekends now, right? Yeah. So if you did 21 days, you're getting like 20-something shows pretty much. Yeah, and then like like huge libraries. It's like, just pay 10 bucks. Watch all the shit. There's there's plenty of fucking shit to watch on there. I might get it now because I canceled my All Japan, so. I'm actually about to cancel my New Japan. I just told Caden over the weekend because he's actually the only one who's using it. I'm like, yeah, I'm canceling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to save money and uh, I don't watch it, so I'm getting rid of it. Sorry. Yeah, I just I just can't. Uh, I don't know. I never watch it. Like, I don't have time anymore. That's I mean, I have free time, but, like, the free time that I have, like, hasn't been spent watching All Japan Pro Wrestling in, like, weeks. So it's just like, yeah, probably give it a break. Watching that Monday Night Raw, which is about to start. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Wow, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, like, that there was wrestling on Wednesdays the other week. How, how could you? How could you forget? How could just, you forget? There's wrestling on Wednesdays. That's majority of what at odds with wrestling is about. I know. I just, I just slipped my mind. Like I completely forgot. Like I was like, what's like on tonight? Oh, it was like Wednesday, and it took a took a like fifteen twenty minutes. And I was like, oh shit! Like AEW and NXT. That's what Wednesdays is. Are you, are you happy you don't have to watch Raw and SmackDown anymore? Oh my god! It would. There would be no chance I would ever <laughs> like. I just don't like. I don't know, man. I my extent of like paying attention to WWE at this point is like, if I'm home, I'll, I might watch a pay per view. Like I watched Elimination Chamber. I watched like the first three matches. So like, got to see Drew Gulak, and that was fun. And then Humberto Carrillo, and then like Lucha House Party. And then I was like, and then I turned it off because I was like, I don't need to watch the rest of this shit. I don't care. I would have only so, like I don't know. The- I would only watch the one woman's match. Just because I wanted to see Shayna win, and I end up not watching it, but I got the result that I wanted. I eh, like I don't know, man. I love Shayna, but like I don't, I can't, I don't really care about anything. Like, Beck, who gives a shit about Becky Lynch? Like, I mean, so- anybody? Please, like, who? <laughs> Tell me. If somebody explain it to me, because she's not cool anymore. Like, she was cool, and now she's not. They can't keep anybody cool. They don't know how to make cool people. 
I mean, that's kind of the one thing. Like, who's always been cool? Don't say Boogeyman. Like, just oh, and in WWE, like it, just WWE. Right? Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're on the, the Rock. The Rock has always been cool. Well, he, well, he didn't start off cool. God awful. Die, Rocky, die. Yeah. I felt like there was at least a saturation period with him, but maybe it didn't hit as hard as like Austin did. Because Austin definitely had that that time where it was like you're just kind of getting tired of him, and they're not just not as cool. Like ninety six, seven, and eight, Austin were great, but I think ninety nine, two thousand might have had some better points. But I mean, when I think a lot of Austin shit, I think the early shit. He was like the biggest heel in the world to me when I first got into wrestling. <laughs> like I hated him. Like the the Stone Cold version, or yeah, okay. like peak Stone Cold, like nineteen ninety eight, just won the title. Stone Cold, I fucking hated. Starts beating up Dude Love, like Mick Foley, <laughs> who I loved, and then like his next feud after that is with Kane, who I thought was like the fucking coolest thing when I was that age. I was just like, God, this drunk fucking redneck just keeps beating up all these cool people with like awesome masks and shit. I don't get like. Just a bald guy. It's a black tice that drinks beer. And now, now you're a fan of Mance Warner. Yeah, man. Because Mance <laughs> is like really wants to know who's Tyler's dad is too. And like, I respect anybody that wants to figure out what Dwight's deal is. That's the one of the weirdest stories about Pot Van Dam. <laughs> Simply put, like that's like I'm not like being mean. It's just no, like it's super weird. Would you from like beginning to end, like in like little with little details. <laughs> you'll kind of think like something's over but then he'll he'll throw a different twist at you dude it started off as like this it just so everybody knows we don't know anything either like we don't this is anything we planned on it just started happening to us we uh we got a voicemail line and this guy tyler's dad started calling in and it seemed very much like an alternate reality game at first like because he was like doing stuff on twitter and then it was like and now it's just morphed into like this this personality that exists in our universe. It's like and there's no I don't think there's anybody like trying to figure it out anymore. It's just everybody's accepted that it's Dwight a tow trucker from Nitro West Virginia that created a Tulpa. I was really sad when his uh last Twitter got uh suspended. Yeah, that's fucked. Come on, words. Because we there there was the, a few weeks where we were trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden, I put two and not necessarily put two and two together. I got a random follow on Wrestling Cheers, and they might have tweeted too. And I was like, oh, let me just like sometimes just check who they are. And are they a random follow? Are they a bot? Or what are they? And then I was just reading through the tweets, and like the first one that caught me was a tweet that said, hey, boys. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I seen he was tweeting at Ron uh, or Pat, but not using like he was missing some letters. And I'm like, oh, is this fucking Tyler's dad? Did I crack the code? That <laughs> I fucking DM'd you, and I think I uh, text Pat, and that's right when you were yeah, recording too. We were recording a PVD classic at that time. Yeah. Or no, no, Pat was gone, and it was just it just was filled in. We were recording Podby and Dam when we found the Tyler's dad uh, Twitter. Yeah, that was wild. And it was right around like you got it right around like right after talking about him. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he just you know those. Apparently, auto sports enthusiast um, likes rock and roll and, and towed truck driving. And Bailey. <laughs> the gold mine of finding that Twitter and then all the likes were fucking. Holy <laughs> shit. That was amazing. That was actually really impressive that 
100, it was 120 something likes on this Twitter account that just had pictures of like Bailey's butt on it. From like the account like Bailey's ass or something. Like there was just something. all like from likes from that. I love that that's like a part of wrestling Twitter that everybody knows exists and no one talks about. Like it's it's like not even like it's a don't give them attention kind of thing. We're like fill in the female wrestler, fill in the female body part Twitter. Do you remember when there was a uh, parody accounts of like kind of the same thing, but of independent wrestlers? Because there was like there was Matt Cross's beard for a while. Yeah. But there was also wasn't there one with just the productions like crotches? <laughs> okay, the, the Matt Cross beard one is old. That one you're talking okay. about was like what? Yeah, early last year, and like yeah, that, yeah. that was a complete what the fuck moment. I was gonna bring up there was a AK47's shorts account. What the hell? Wrestling? We're we're so weird. And we're talking like 2012, 2013. How do you like do that and feel like not sad about you, your and where you are in life, and like start questioning everything? <laughs> um, first word deodorant and lack thereof. It's just like the minute you're like at AK forty seven shorts on Twitter, and like that's what you do with your free time. Do you and you don't like have to go look at yourself in the mirror after? <laughs> There might have been one around the same time that was Jessica Havoc's boobs. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's got to be the same Pro- guy. It can't be two be. guys to do this. It's all the same guy. Yeah, I think they, they eventually gave up because I don't remember those accounts lasting too long. And I think the only reason why I knew about them was because having to tweet certain things, especially like AK and like that coming up. And I think they might have followed Ohio Indy Report at the time or something like that. It was something where I see it and I'm like, whoa, where the fuck did this come from? At Jungle Boy Shorts on Twitter. Do you remember? I don't remember all the details, but you're you're a greasy individual. You're you're my favorite person to DM whenever something greasy is going on. I'm like, can you explain this for me? Like, I need caught up. Am I missing <laughs> something here? Day. Why does everybody hate Shaza? Dude, because everybody was like, like hates her. And I'm like, am I missing something with her? Because um, I she's just bad at Twitter. But I've always thought she was bad at Twitter. Okay. Like, I just think she's cringy. I I don't know that like I think it's because like she's facing like your two biggest matches coming up are Matt Justice and AJ Gray and like come on now. <laughs> um but what I was gonna remember, do you remember it it's not wrestling Twitter related, but there was a dude who ran a Twitter account and people would send him oh, I think I just remembered his name, but I'll continue with explaining him. He would tweet out nudes of other people that was sent to him. It was only like revenge stuff, like you and your girlfriend broke up. She sent you all these nudes. Well, you sent it to him, and he would tweet them. And I think he had a website for him. I want to say his name was Hunter Moore. Is any is anyone up? Yes, yes. See, you remember. I only remember because, like, I was a scene kid, and I remember we'd make jokes all the time about, like, that girl was going to be on Is Anyone Up? Like, for sure. Like, there's – and, like, because we were bad – we were bad human beings that said things like that. Um, but – yeah, he went to prison for it. Like, he sold the website at first, and then, like, yeah, he went to jail. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. And it started off, like, as a website where, like, as far as I remember, it, like, people – it wasn't, like, send your girlfriend's revenge porn pics at first. It was, like, this guy in a band sent me his dick pic. And then Hunter Moore's, like, put the guy from, like, 
I don't know, um, all time loves dick up. Like it was like that. And then eventually it turns into that. And Hunter Moore is a giant fucking scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was a scary time to be a scene kid. It was <laughs> I, I just we were remember, all terrified. I remember when all that happened and like a friend of mine like recommended me to follow it. Because it was basically like just nudes on your, your Twitter timeline. And like now like thinking about it. Because it's one of those things like it was big when it happened. And then over time it's just been buried with bullshit. Uh, uh, that has happened since then, and I randomly think I'm like, yeah, that w- that would be horrible today. I mean, granted, it was horrible then, but could you imagine the reaction now? I can't even. No, I can't. Like, <laughs> not at all, because like it wasn't even like a thing. Like, I'm gonna say no one over the age of like 23 knew about is anyone up. It was just this self-contained little awful thing for like. 18 to 22 like college age people that they knew about so now it'd be like a giant thing like on the news and old people would like be appalled by it on facebook (laughs) and then like especially like no none of that would it would all be bad today it would all be bad i was older than 23 when that happened of course wait a minute so are you because you're older than me i thought yeah but like where was i what was my energy (laughs) (laughs) okay that is true you you have a younger energy. Dude, I remember uh, when I first – I think it was Moy told Moy my age. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> I age really well, I guess. I, guys, everybody, I'm 62. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember when you told me, but I remember having that same reaction. I mean, to, to explain the listeners, um, basically, Ed and Joe Sposta went to high school together. That's how they know each other. (laughs) I remember I might have been bad as somebody like the first AIW show at a bar. So like probably a Tequila Jack show that I went to and I ordered from the bar. Somebody was just like, are you 21? It's like, fucker, I am like almost 30. (laughs) Because like they thought they're like, oh, I just thought like you'd sneak beers at like Mount Carmel. (laughs) It's just like, no, like I I could legally drink for almost a decade now. Like, God, this just makes me think, too, uh, not necessarily directly related to that. For now, basically, for I don't know how long, AIW legally sells beer. And how, like, we won't get into the backstory of a lot of that shit, but there, there were shows even for a while that I, I don't think beer was even sold. Like, I don't think alcohol... No, we, like, at, at Mount Carmel? No, before. Like, I, I, remember oh, alcohol really? being, I remember alcohol being sold at Turner's Hall, but it, it was a little bit. But then I remember shows, I swear, where there was no alcohol. How did you get drunk and watch wrestling then? I don't get drunk and watch wrestling yet. I'm not like you. That seems wild. I'm with uh, I'm with Cirque. Like I I went through a couple months with not drinking at wrestling shows. And like, cause I, if I got a driver, I'm gonna drink now because like Cirque had it 100 percent right. Like, shit's not as fun sober. It just isn't. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with me. I I have to kind of live that lifestyle because of my job. Like, it's yeah. I I definitely can't do any drugs. That's fucking out but i can't uh i can't drink too much like yeah you can't risk it i'm trying to like for those who don't know because i know I've, I've explained it for me to get a dui even in my own car it's 0.04 that's all it takes for me and it's going to cost me more because of my license but um i've, I've had my shows i i think I, but I, I don't get drunk i'll drink a little like i drink a little bit at rager i'm trying to remember another wrestling show that i drank i think i drank once at turner's hall 
maybe once. Oh, I, I think I think I drank with uh, Fuckets. Might have bought them a beer and bought myself one. But it's, it's been rare. And then I just bought two White Claws at Built to Last, but they weren't for me. But no, no, I started drinking right from when I got there because Jesse drove. <laughs> that the thing is, I felt like it was more at Mount Carmel. And this is odd. There, there was the way that AIW went around selling alcohol there, but people allegedly, allegedly. But my point is, I swear a lot of people still brought in their own alcohol. Hell yeah, man! Because like, and this is why I can explain this because I was this person. I would bring in a flask because they only sold like beer, and for a while I was like, I am not a beer drinker. I'm not doing that. Um, so like, you feel like an asshole if you bring your own alcohol into a bar. <laughs> Like, if you bring your own alcohol to a, a gym, like, that's fine. Plus, like, they didn't give me the option to drink liquor. Like, a bar has it. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, that's totally what it is. It's like, you, you feel like a real piece of shit bringing your own alcohol into a bar. The funny thing is, I think you might be able to get away with it at the the Odeon. For sure, you could sneak a flask into the Odeon. There's no doubt. I hope no one listening to this gets the wrong idea and starts checking everybody. But I was just thinking about that because I felt like Music Links and Tequila Jacks, I, th- I think they were a little bit stringent. Because I know I I was just trying to give Shayna the Broken Skull IPA I bought for her. Like I bought a two-pack uh, and it was just like, uh, I forget the size bottle, but that's all it was. And I was like, well, I have mine. I'm like, I bought one for you. I had to like sneak it in there after the show. And it's like, I'm not... I'm not getting like, – I'm, I'm not drinking it. She's not drinking it here. Like, I'm giving it to her. It's a gift. But they're like, no, like, you got to make sure you do that, like, either after the show and sneak it in or, like, try to do it um, on the other side of the building where the locker room was. Should have snuck, brought in a little gift bag, some some uh, some tissue paper on top of it. I still would have wanted to look. Especially with Giant Eagle <laughs> being right across the street. Or not even across the street, across the parking lot. That's one thing I loved about that place. That and Sheets being the stones throw away. I, w- I would eat stuff before the show, maybe at Giant Eagle, or get some stuff I would need for the show. And then afterwards, after the show, grab food at Sheets, drive home. Oh, you know what I loved about that venue is that Jeff Hardy's band played there. <laughs> Did you go to that show? Fuck no. <laughs> Can't imagine. I'd rather shove a rusty screw up my pistol than listen to his band. I don't know. I I have a weird taste in music, but even then, I've never I never got into that. You gotta be real. Like I, I don't want to say too much because like there's people that like Josh Bishop seems like a Jeff Hardy band fan. Like that would shock me if Josh Bishop was like that's a good band. So I don't want to talk too bad because I'm gonna guess that Josh Bishop being a TNA fan, big fan of Jeff Hardy's music, played a lot of it. My favorite band wears face paints. So it's not Kiss. Good. They're not, I mean, they're not much. They're they're both bad. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Both bad bands. So I feel like I like most of the music I listen to. People are like, ah, oh, that's bad. But I don't. I don't give a fuck. Like what people was... say the same thing to me, but I think they're all wrong. Like I know I'm well aware that I have the best taste in music of like anybody. I know it's me. I do. I have it. Do you know what uh, singer I've got into recently? I don't know what your thoughts on this. It's a little more mainstream, but uh, Billie Eilish. So, uh, up until, like, maybe a month ago, I'd never heard a Billie Eilish song. <laughs> because, like, that's the cool thing about, like, music in 2020 is I don't have to listen to the radio. So, I only can listen, like, I put myself in this bubble of, like, only, the only music in my world that exists is, yeah. like, the music I like. So, I didn't hear that bad guy song until, like, a month ago. 
And then, like, when somebody told me that was Billie Eilish, I was like, this is honestly one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) See, like I said, people don't like my taste in music. Uh, Because I know, like, when I did the interview with Ryder Reed, uh, he shit on Disturbed. He called it... Disturbed is fucking butt rock trash. I don't know, man. He called it uh, hick metal, and I'm like, well, like, I'm not... Yeah. I didn't grow up in Cleveland. Like, I don't have the same music taste. Like, I've literally... My grandfather owned a farm. Or just a rent a farm. He did all the, like, farm work and everything. So, like, I have a little bit of that in me. So, yeah, I kind of like Disturbed. I grew up loving uh, corn and Limp Bizkit. I have no fucking uh, regret on that. I think that's the great thing about the internet, too, is I now know so many people that are just like, fuck yeah, I love that, too. So, like, I missed that whole um, whole genre, like, the whole scene of, like, Limp Bizkit, corn, Disturbed, like, none of it. Because, like... When that first started to get popular is when we got BET in my area. And I, that's all I watched <laughs> until like I got into punk music when I was like an eighth grader. And then it was all just punk music. And so like I never any of that ever. I'm like one of the only people I know that didn't go through a phase where like you listen to Limp Bizkit and Corn. Yeah, that was like my middle school years. It yeah. was ICP, Corn, Limp Bizkit, Godsmack, um... Orgy briefly, like I, I loved as a kid that their first album was called Candy Ass. <laughs> if you wore that shirt to uh, sixth grade, they made you put duct tape over ass. That is correct, and I had that shirt. <laughs> on top of on top of it all, I bought it at the fair. I don't know what type of picture that paints for people. That but... <laughs> it, dude, no, that's where that shirt that makes total sense actually. Yeah, fucking. That's where I grew. That was my middle school years. And then, like, when I hit high school, I was, I got more into ICB. Kind of switched because after that was sublime for me, like, because I kind of got out of ICB. I've always liked rap or hip hop to an extent. Like, I'm a white suburban kid. Yeah. Or country kid technically. Yeah. I like Eminem. Shit like that. I wasn't sure for a couple years that they kept making music after Kanye made music. I thought like they would just realize that it was perfected at that point and that's it. Let's all shut it down for a little bit. After uh, late registration, the most perfect album of all time. Uh, I remember the day that album came out because me and my friend had to go to a couple different stores to find it. And it was raining. So good. I think we, we went to one store. They had one copy. He bought it. And then we had to go to a different store further away. And they... There was the one that had it. And like, I'll never forget the day that that came out. But for Kanye, I think we might have had this conversation. 808s, that's my favorite album. But it came mm. out It came out in the perfect time of my life where it hit the hardest. 808s. There's no bad Kanye album. There's no bad. I kind of feel like the Beatles. There's no bad Beatles albums. Tell that to Jonah. Dude, people that don't like the Beatles, I honestly don't get it because they do like four different genres of music and they do them all really well and they kind of have something for everybody. So I just, unless you're Jonah and you only like rap music and, <laughs> and you music with guitars is grandpa music, but I get, I get that. Oh, I get that. But like, I don't know. I think the Beatles are like kind of the most perfect band ever. They like literally do something for everybody. The, the part on this week's episode where, um, I can't remember if it was you or Pat tell Jonah like like congrats you won all these all these bands are canceling their yeah tour, they get, tours. cancel the tours music's canceled and Jonah wins Jonah <laughs> hates music Jonah ended music speaking of uh, music in this week's episode the only thing that I threw down uh, that I wanted to talk about because it was it was from this week's episode and that's uh, 
you talked about watching uh, Mass Singer. Yeah. Um, that fucking work. Okay. First off, I want to uh, correct you. The judges do not vote on who they think did the best. It's actually quote the audience number two. No, so it's just that it's just the producer backstage oh. saying you're the person back here, and that's why you're taking. Hold on, it's even more of a work now. I'm, I'm going to add to add to the work thing because I I am I firmly believe that's recorded over one weekend with multiple yeah. shootings because yeah. it, it's not like oh we're going to bring all these people back and like not just the singers but like Nick Cannon the judges uh, and like bringing a random judge every like no. You guys do one – you do pull – you pull some TNA tapings over a weekend and you knock out the series. Like that's pretty much yeah, what you do. but at the same time, that taco wasn't Tom Bergeron until this week. No, no, like it was Like any other time, it it's was. been some random person in a costume. Dude, it was. Number one, uh, Tom Bergeron can sing. I know this because he did a – They're not really singing. No, <laughs> no. He can sing. Out. He can sing. I get it. But there's not like a live it performance, is, is no. what I'm saying. It's it's a track okay. lane and it's a person in a costume. See, that I don't 100% agree with because a lot of them have like the mics, uh, the head head mics. So that's what they're using in the, in the costume. That's why it's not this, like you mentioned on the show, it doesn't sound like this all the time. I like that it's real for you still in some way. I don't want to don't argue it anymore because I, like I like that you can't be swayed on that. No, no, no. I, like when it comes to choosing there's a little bit of like oh this is kind of ironic how it it, it went because i won't go the little wayne one but uh, cuz uh, what they're doing with this season is they start off with i forget how many singers but it's divided up in three different divisions and they yeah. they did three episodes where they kicked off one person each week of the first set and like they repeated that from for these next and they're actually about to start the third uh set of it but both of the first two sets had older, legendary female singers. And you could tell they were older just when they were wearing the mask because they weren't moving too much. And I'm thinking, yeah, there's no way these women have a lot of performance left in them because, like, they're barely, like, moving while they're performing. Like, they're older and they need help, like, walking uh, from backstage and to the stage. I'm like, yeah, there's – I think there's a little bit – like, I was going, like, I think – I think the voting might – I'm more leaning towards you, but I'm going it's them singing. And I'm going it's Tom Bertrand singing every week. For him, I I know – like I, I'm saying, I know I know what he sounds like singing even the first week because he did a Mr. Rogers tribute album number and like it was in the fucking clue packages. But even like when he would speak, he had the same um, cadence that Tom Bertrand does. So I knew it was him. That part is where I'm saying, like, I think they're actually singing. Okay. Okay. I, st- I, st- I think it's a track, and no one's going to convince me. I think I've got this show figured out. <laughs> but you're, the voting thing? <sighs> Fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. There's no, it's not an audience participation. There's no one voting. It's not even like, they don't even bother to fake it. Like, America's Funniest Home Videos. There's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not even, they, it's just. That Tom Bergeron was a host on. Great segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I kind of w- see where you're coming with, with uh, Little Wayne. Like, all right, get him off for his one episode because he don't want to do anymore. And the thing is, too, with voting, and this is what I, what I keep thinking about. Like, okay, they record, like I said, they have to record these every one weekend. Maybe two. But how are you keeping these people's mouth shut in the audience? 
are they real audience members? Are they just like – They have to sign NDAs. I don't think they're real audience members. That's what I'm saying. I bet they're extras and they all sign NDAs. That's kind of like where I lean towards too. Like there, there's, there's some shit going on with that. I'm just happy season two Wayne Brady won because the I've watched enough Whose Line Is It Anyway that I was in the kitchen when uh, my fiance was watching the show and I heard the voice and I'm like, oh, it's Wayne Brady. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I've watched enough uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway. That's fucking Wayne Brady because he can do any style. That's Wayne Brady. Should have bet on it. <laughs> Shut up. But it, it's fake. Next time some, someone tells you wrestling fake, says, say, so is the Matt Matt Singer is totally fake. Hey, are you going to this AIW Columbus show? No, I'm not. Um, I'm going to a different show in the state of Michigan. Mm. For a very old uh, oh, wrestling company. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to go, but that was thrown at me at the last minute. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, at this point, I haven't bought tickets, but that I've kind of kind of locked in on it. And I've never seen Jody Threat, and I think I want to see her in her there. I think I'm half going there. How are you half going? Like, what's what's the other half? Well, um, are you just going to go there to drink and then maybe stumble no, into AIW? No, like a like a month like a month ago before this was announced, I bought tickets to see Prince Daddy and the Hyena. But it's also in Columbus, and it's only like eight to ten minutes away. So I think after Prince Daddy, I'm going to leave and go to the AIW show and catch like the last half of that. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling shows going on that day. There's another show going on in Columbus. There's old wrestling UFCs in Columbus that fucking night, too. Fucking nuts. All right, Ed, we've we've gone on long enough, so now you get to participate in the Fave 5 questions. And I'm really looking forward to this. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave 5 questions. Now, can you dig it? I'm, I'm set. I'm ready. All right, question number one. God, I kind of want to ask you all of these because you're going to have some really interesting que- answers here. Um, How do you feel on, about ketchup on hot dogs? Ketchup on hot Hot dogs are actually one of only three foods that get ketchup on them. The other are hamburgers and french fries. Other than that, you don't put ketchup on things. Uh, Yeah, well, I, that's actually all I put on my hot dog is ketchup. Like, is that a controversial thing? Are there people that don't are like, you don't put ketchup on a hot dog? Oh, yeah, it's called Chicago. Dude, but that's like a really normal thing to do. That's a weird hill to die on is like you don't let's It's normal to us Midwesterns, or at least oh, well, Chicago's Midwest too. Like around Ohio, because that's the way I grew up was ketchup on hot dogs, or like I remember my cousin when he was younger, uh getting his hot dog caught up, like most kids do, and you know, he they put ketchup with it. Like to me that's yeah. that was normal. But come to find out, like, yeah, there's People from like Chicago, like that's the only thing you don't put on a hot dog. And I have to explain to them, like, what about Fruit Loops? Because I know a place that will put Fruit Loops on your hot dog. Dude, that's like in Chicago, they were like, you don't put pepperoni on a pizza. It's like, what do you mean? That's what goes on a pizza. No, the, no, not in <laughs> Chicago. It's not. <laughs> not in Chicago. They put like a lot of cheese and dough and they put pepperoni. But that's a different question. But we won't necessarily get into that either. Uh, Let's go question number two. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. <sighs> is My it... friend Phil oh, from Chicago God. I... He has this Pepsi tattoo on him, uh, and that's why. That's where my allegiance. That's why. And also because I worked at East of Chicago, like the pizza place, right? Yeah. And they have Pepsi products, so I stole a lot of Pepsi, to, you know, because you got to mix something with rum. I can't just take straight shots. I'm just a little boy. The best barbecue chicken pizza in the game, East Chicago. 
It is really good. I get it without pineapple, though, because that doesn't go on a pizza. Even like a barbecue pizza. I also don't like – I don't understand anything like that. When you put like a fruit with meat, like people that put pineapple on hams, like that's really weird. I don't get it. For me, I mean, for me, that kind of stuff makes sense. But if someone's like, "Yeah, give me a supreme pizza and add a uh, pineapple," I'm like, "That that's weird." But barbecue chicken pizza, fine. Hawaiian pizza, fine. Obviously, pep, uh, pineapple and ham, fine. Uh, question number three. Here's a new question. I haven't asked anybody this yet. Favorite flavor of pop tarts? Oh, um, that's hard because there's two I like equally. Okay, you can pick two. I mean, there's so many, like, two's fine. Yeah, s'mores. Which is the answer, to be honest. Yeah, and then uh, the cinnamon brown sugar one. I don't get people's love for cinnamon brown sugar. I might be It's coming- just like, uh, it's an, it's nice. It's like, uh, you ever had, like, a donut stick? Yeah. It's like that. It's just a thing. Like, it's a nice pastry texture, too. It's like, that's what it's like. It's just, I don't know. It's not too overwhelming. It's not, like... I might be coming around on it, not necessarily the flavor, but I've been in like a cinnamon kick lately where a lot of my favorite things have cinnamon or, or whatever. So I might give that one another try. But like as a kid, to me, like the, I remember like the non-fruit flavors were s'mores. I think there was like a vanilla, cinnamon brown sugar and chocolate. And to me, the See, one- I don't do I don't do like any of the fruit flavors, though, because I'm not like a fruit goop person. Like that's it grosses me out like jelly. Like, things like that, like fruit goop. Apple pie. Okay, like, I see where you're coming from. Okay. Yeah, fruit goop is weird, and I just don't – not a big fan of it. The cinnamon brown sugar one, like, of that, like, the non-fruit line growing up was – it's the one that just st- stood out the most because, like, s'mores, it's, like, this extremely sweet. Vanilla, you know, like, vanilla frosting and everything. Okay. Chocolate. Okay, it's chocolate, cinnamon, and brown sugar. To me, it was just – didn't make sense, but – I do want to give it another try, but I do think s'mores is like the answer. How do you eat your s'mores Pop-Tarts? Because this is what I do. I love, and it's the best one to do it to. I will eat around the the pastry itself, so eating like just where it's crust. And then I'll do that to if I'm eating both of them, and then eat the center together. You know what I mean? Like both of them. Yeah. I love doing that. I think I just eat it. I don't <laughs> It depends on my mood because there's times I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to regular eat it. But I know I've never put one in a toaster, though. That's never happened. I was going to ask, like, like where, where are you at on that? Because that's another part, like, when it comes to Pop-Tarts. It's like, do you eat it cold or hot? I'm, I always prefer cold because much like toast, if you throw it in there a little bit too long, then it's, like, burnt. Like, it just doesn't yeah. taste as good. And But it's always good cold. Plus, I got this gimmicky toaster, man, and it's just, I don't know. Does like it, burns a picture on your toast, but like I, it, was, it was a great idea at the time, and then now that I have to use it in practicality, it just doesn't work. Did you get that WWE toaster? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was like. Vince, take my money. <laughs> you know me, always giving money to the WWE. <laughs> you prefer when you can hand it directly to Triple H. I would love. To, I just show up to his house sometimes and hand him so much money and say, "You're such a genius for hiring good people." It does, like, that's not even a knock on Triple H. That's how inept John Laurinaitis was. Is like the fact that Triple H hires good people makes him a genius. Like, that's the bare minimum of his fucking job. <laughs> it's like, hire talented people. Question number four. This is also a new one. And I'm asking you, because I, I really want to know uh, if you've seen both of these movies. Step Brothers or Talladega Nights? 
stepbrothers only because Talladega Nights was trash the first time I saw it and I the trash the second time I saw it. And Step Brothers was only trash the first time I saw it. And then the second time, I don't know why, it just clicked with me and I got it. And it was very funny. But the first time I watched Step Brothers, I just didn't get it at all. I didn't understand. I was like, are they playing giant, like, 10-year-olds? Or, like, are they developmentally disabled? Like, I didn't understand. Like, I legitimately thought it was John C. Riley, Will Ferrell making fun of developmentally disabled people the first time I watched it. And I was like, this isn't funny. This is cruel. <laughs> I figured those movies would be like right down your alley. That's the thing like where we talk about your your sense of humor. It's it's very random. Things that you would think that you'd like, you don't. Uh, yeah, I was actually just telling uh, Jess like this weekend about how like she said I somehow Will Ferrell. I was like, I just don't think – I think Will Ferrell plays the same person in every movie. Like <laughs> – like they're all different people, but they're all the same person. Like it's just this idiot, and that's I don't know, man. Like Will Ferrell, like Anchorman is good, I guess. Maybe I haven't seen Anchorman in like ten years. There's a good chance I can hate it. But like Will Ferrell just doesn't do it for me. But like sometimes does. I got to be in like the right mood for a Will Ferrell movie. And when you say right mood, do you mean uh... it doesn't hurt? I'll tell you that <laughs> it doesn't. It won't. It wouldn't take away from it. Do you have to be allegedly broed? Um, yeah, I, I think it helps Will Ferrell movies for sure. But then there's like really I, – I don't want to say intellectual movies, but not like just stupid funny movies that I think being high watching helps. Like Knocked Up, a movie about like, you know, this guy's going to have a kid. Like I think being – Apatow movies in general, I think being high watching Apatow movies enhances them a lot. How do you feel Like about even that? serious ones, like This is 40, I think like – it's like that really funny movie sometimes, but it's... How do you feel about Big Daddy? I think Big Daddy is Adam Sandler's best movie ever. Okay, you agree with me, because that's actually... That is my favorite Adam Sandler movie. It's. Like, I don't think there's even another, like... Billy Madison is okay. But other than that, the only good movie he's made is Big Daddy. Would you consider Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell to be kind of the same? Not exactly the same, but like the path they've taken and how their movies are and all that kind of stuff is like almost identical. No. Cause Will Ferrell's movies aren't like soulless cra- cash grabs at this point. Well, he's, like he's still he's, trying to do a funny movie. Adam Sandler's comedies are soulless cash grabs. Like, okay. He's, yeah. Like they're awful. They're that, truly, truly awful movies. What I mean is like where they started off and like how yeah. outrageously funny they were. And then it's like, all right, like we're, we're kind of tired of this, so you gotta do something different, type thing. I do. I, I agree. Know, I, like, I don't know. I just hate Adam Sandler so much. <laughs> I could. I could see that. I used to love him, but I think in the last like ten years, I might have only seen a handful of his. And one of them was the recent one from Netflix. So I was like, all right, I have an account. I've already heard some good things about this movie. Let's watch it. See, the last movie I watched of his was Jack and Jill, and it's because I heard it was, like, so atrocious. But then when I watched it, I was just like, this isn't any worse than, like, Grown Ups or, like, anything else he does. Like, it's just all the same soulless fart jokes, racist jokes, like, uh, just company logos, like... I mean... Just, they're all the same. To Adam Sandler's credit, he's always been like that, because did, did you watch Happy Gilmore? And all the subway advertisement, like back yeah. then. <laughs> I'll, yeah. give, I'll give him credit. He was ahead of his time. He he was Jared before Jared. 
he like yeah he's figured out how to make money on a movie before it's even come out it's fucking wild like he's just like i'm gonna sell this right to netflix i'm gonna talk to companies and i'm gonna put their logos in it and they're gonna give us money and then i'm gonna cast all my friends and then we're gonna do this terrible shitty movie <laughs> and they'll everyone will hate it and then like i'll just do another one next year <laughs> uh i think we're on question number five I haven't used this one much, but I think it fits you. Uh, evaluate this your own way. Deathmatch wrestling or comedy wrestling? Which one do you prefer? Mm. Or if you could only, if you had to get rid of one, which one would it be? Like, I don't, I don't know, how do you want to look at that? Because oh. you do love both. If you have, yeah, I love both, like, a lot. Like, which is weird because they're very polar opposites. Um, If you have to get rid of one. So you got to think of like, which is, cause at their best, they're both a 10, but like, which is the worst at their worst? Ooh, that's even tough. Yeah. And I got to say, like, I have definitely seen more bad comedy matches. Well, comedy matches are spots. Like that's what it comes to. Oh man. Because you can get some real shitty death matches too. Dude, yeah. Yeah. I've seen some real shitty death matches. Hmm. I think you got to. You gotta get rid of comedy matches. Wow. Yeah, which is like sucks because like some of my favorite things are like Kikutaro's minute and a half DDT. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like that's probably one of my favorite things in wrestling is Kikutaro holding you in a DDT for a minute and a half while he tells the audience, "Thank you for coming," and he's now going to hit his finisher, the DDT. I used to like it when uh, Tracy Tracy Smothers was funny. Oh man. Yeah, I feel bad about that answer, but it's true. Like, I've been changed since that Jimmy Lloyd decayed a death match and I got hit with that glass. Being that close to that such ghoulery changed me. Like, I'm just living for that rush again. <laughs> I'm so excited to see that barbed wire match I got front row. <laughs> wow. Goal. And those are like, <laughs> those are friends of mine. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm like, I can't wait to watch them carve each other up with barbed wire for real. Like, but. It's not like they don't know what they're getting into. Like they themselves. Nah, man, they're consenting adults. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what sometimes you have to tell yourself during Sasha Gray scenes. <laughs> consenting adults here. All right, uh, going out for Sasha Gray. <laughs> what do you think she does now? Because like she did movies for a little bit, but I don't like you can't go back. <laughs> I don't necessarily know who she is. I got context clues to figure out who she is, but I don't know. Okay, her. because you got to figure porn's such a huge fucking uh industry she was like in real movies though for a little bit what movies um i'm gonna look it up because there was one that was like it was like a tr i used to, i actually actually go see movies for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and there was like a horror movie trailer that played a lot and i remember that i had sasha gray in it and britney snow and i can't i'm looking it up right now imdb is the best when they're like, no, we don't have Sasha Gray's profile on here. <laughs> like, like, she did real movies. Like, we don't care. <laughs> I thought porn actors, some of them did have IMDb. Get out of here. <laughs> yes. Would you rather? It was would you rather. Okay. I The name sounds familiar, but I can't place anything to it. It got a 5.7 on, 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, but only a 20% on Metacritic. Okay. I don't know what that means, but you watch movies, so I figure you might. I think it's just another uh, rating site. Like, I always go by Rotten Tomatoes because Rotten Tomatoes supposedly takes all the ratings and puts them together. Because obviously, like, people do, like, 
five, like out of a five scale, out of a hundred, out of ten, uh, letter rating. So they try to like put them all into one uh, rating system. Now that's what I always go by is Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to right start doing a podcast for the Patreon or review movies, but I never tell you what the scale is. It's just like this one got a twelve. <laughs> no, you just do random ones like this one's a twelve. I gave this one a C. <laughs> I gave this one a P. Like, that's what you throw, like, a random letter to. It's like, what? Like, oh, I thought it, like, C. Like, okay, it was, like, average, but now he's giving it a, this one a P. What does that mean? This movie made me feel crocodile. <laughs> feel crocodile. All right. Uh, question number six for you. Uh, I'm going to make you pick. What's your favorite Pod Van Damme episode of all time? Or just the most, at least I could say the most memorable. Like, when I say, think of one episode, probably besides this week, like, what's the one that pops to your head? Um, the Dom episode where he talks about Phil Baroni, but that is a lot like that whole episode is Dom talking. It's yeah. like, it feels like therapy for him. Like he can finally get all this off his chest. Um, I really liked, uh, the, and there's an episode of Pod Van Damme classic with Mike Boy, uh, where we went to the TNA warehouse cause they're having a liquidation sale and selling everything. We bought Jeremy Borash. <laughs> I like that. Um, there's an episode that's it's lost forever, and it makes me so sad that we had Kermit the Frog on as a guest, and Justin talks to Kermit the Frog uh, the entire time, and then you find out that it's not actually Kermit the Frog. It's Vince Russo with a puppet, and then he berates Justin for <laughs> talking to a puppet like it's a real person. My favorite episode is, at least lately... Was it the maybe not Christmas, but it was the one where there was the game show? Oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah, so, Justin on. That was so fun to listen to because there was like in my head of like I was trying to answer questions and then I was admiring uh, Pat's strategy. Like he wouldn't risk anything unless he actually. I didn't knew. know that about Jeopardy. I didn't. <laughs> he just definitely played that game way better than us. And then. Like, you just watch, like, not, not, like, because, like, he held on, like, what, like, 100 points for a while or some, like, low score, but he ended up winning so easily. He answered, like, two questions. Yeah. Like, high points questions at that. Like, one of them, I think, was a daily double thing, and he put all his points, and he, like, what, like, doubled. It, it was fucking, like, it was so much fun listening to. I love shit like that, too. Like, my dream, like, uh... Like other podcasts that I want to be on, like there's Between the Sheets because I love Bix and I want to, <laughs> I just definitely want to be on Between the Sheets. But Joe Gagne's five star match game, like so bad, I want to be a contestant on a five star match game. It's just like it's a wrestling game show podcast. It's so good. Check it out. Just Fosso's been on it. Like, see that I'd say I'd start with that episode, but it's so much fun. Like that's that's my dream. Like now, like that's the goal. I want to be on five star match game. All right, man. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Um, man, I wish I had Jonah punch these up for me so I'd like, <laughs> <laughs> be better. Right now. Um, and I got a Patreon for Pod Van Dam. I like that we didn't also explain what Pod Van Dam is. I figure you've been on enough. And everything that like people people know who you are. People know who Pod Van Dam is. Like I don't need to go yeah. into this spiel of like, oh yeah, it's Pod Van Dam. It comes out every Monday. And oh, I didn't yeah. think about this. Um, we, we just went into it. Yeah, uh, Pod Van Dam is a podcast I do with uh, Pat and Jonah. You, if you don't know them, you should get to know them. They're great guys. Um, 
and we every Monday it comes out and we talk about uh, we go over the news on wrestling Twitter and uh, what happened that week and then like answer some voicemails and uh, that comes out every Monday unless you're part of the Patreon at patreon.com and then you get early release on uh, Sundays and you can be a part of the discord and I think you get like I don't know there's like perks I should have I should have this in front of me and I don't because I'm not a professional well there's like a ton of new shows being announced like I think today alone I've seen at least two Oh yeah like the weekly like there's a I do like a Q&A podcast every week uh Pat just did a episode of a show called uh fuck what was it I'm going to look it up because it's a really good title. I can't remember. It was a Grease thing, and I want to throw, just throw out because he's going to want credit for it. When I threw out the Grease Pit, that was recommended by Charlie Butters because he's talked about that for a while. The Grease Pit? Yeah, with you and Jonah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Guilty Grease. Guilty um, Grease, it's, yes. It's Pat and Tom and Dr. Daniel C. Rocket here talking about Law & Order SVU, a really greasy, uh, sad show that is somehow on syndication at 11 a.m. It's, um, and then Jonah does a podcast every now and then where he reviews AEW. Um, he did a live report from the Cleveland show that was very funny. I like that a lot. And I think Pat is going to do an, a show uh, with wrestlers about where they cover what their worst match is. And they watch it and talk about it. A lot of fucking shows. Yeah. it's, it's It has been a lot. And to think this started off with you and Justin doing <laughs> Pod Van Dam of just uh, the voices and characters and all that kind of shit. And yeah, just reviewing ECW on sci-fi with Rey Mysterio Jr. in Justin's grandma's basement. And, and people thinking I stole the Fave Five from you. <laughs> I stole it from Booker T. <laughs> we both stole it from Booker T. Like The, the thing that I'll always throw out because I had friends – that I would hang around with, like, during that era. And, like, we may- would always make fun of how uh, Booker T on SmackDown would... He'd always have, like, talk about, oh, they're my fave five, they're my fave five, they're my fave five. And there was always more than five. Like, if you actually counted them up, he had more than five people. So that's why, like, the fave five has six questions. It's kind of a joke on that. Like, I know you've told me, like, people have, like, thought that. I'll, as much as I want to know their names, I you don't you wouldn't have to tell me. But I'll always say and defend myself. We both stole it from the same person. Actually, yeah. that's like somebody uh, tweeted wrestling cheers and was like, "Oh, this this place is like taking your idea because there's a a show that's just called Cheers." And I'm like, "Well, no, like we're we're just pulling from the same place. As long as they don't call their <laughs> fucking show Wrestling Cheers, I'll be like, all right." We're both pulling from the same place, but you're pulling the exact same shit that I did. Like, let's let's calm down that. But no, it's like, yeah, it's just cheers. Yeah. Oh, and uh, oh, I got to plug UXWA. Uh, the night after Gauntlet, stick around in Cleveland. UXWA at Avenue Tap House. Uh, there's going to be a street fight with uh, Kaplan and Brian Carson against Big Twan Tucker and Calvin Takeman. Big meaty men slapping me. Um... And I believe, yeah, Ryder Reed and Josh Bishop in a Monsters Ball match. Well, there's there's Gauntlet for the Gold, which we haven't talked about it, but like you're still good for next week, right? Too. Yes. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're coming back next week to talk about that. There's the day after yeah. Gauntlet, and then there's the day before Gauntlet. Oh, the day before Gauntlet is the uh, old Pod Van Dam meetup at Good Company. We're hang out. We're gonna have. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know exactly who. I've been told it's secrets, surprises. We're going to have AIW wrestlers in the house. Um, there's going to be a buffet for like $15 of like wings and food and stuff. And uh, there's going to be some games, I guess. They're going to play like do draw gauntlet numbers kind of deal. Like and uh, I think they said we might record a little bit there. I'm not sure, but uh, come check that out. That's where everybody's gonna be. Everybody's gonna be there. That's what I heard. Is Fruit and Winners gonna be there? Because that's really important to me. Like if if they specifically to teach people how to do the Fruit roll up. Well, it's gotta be Fruit and Winners. We gotta have Fruit and Winners. I don't know who these people are, but I do remember the uh, the Fruit roll up because I remember that making me laugh a lot when you said it. Uh, well, okay, fine then. It will Joe Spousto be there? No, but uh, Q and A. The, the the virus will be there. What was that guy's name? Do you remember this? Like we're we're gonna do like old Cleveland wrestling tag teams. Oh, uh, was there a Q and A tag team? Yeah, they like wore masks. Will the Family Guy be there? <laughs> what is this now? Tell me about this. You've never heard of the Family Guy? It's basically no. a fat white dude that looks like peter griffin shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> that's like he wrestled with the same company that the n-word taker did yep he will be there we're gonna make sure of that <laughs> uh i can't think of any other if i went pwo i can think of like other people fontaine will be will be at gauntlet we'll, we'll talk about that next week that's that that's gonna be awesome that's gonna be great uh did you throw out the twitter and the instagram and at pod van dam on everything I still think it's funny that Pod Van Dam on Twitter is you. Yeah. But Pod Van Dam on Instagram is shared. It between Pat and Jonah. I've never owned that Instagram. Oh, okay. And then Pod Van Dam on Facebook is Justin. <laughs> oh, that I knew. I do look because there was yeah. there was a long period of time he did not update shit. So, like like weekly episodes and everything. So it's just like, ah, whatever. But then, like, recently, like, he'll actually start – he starts updating stuff. So I'll always try to share, like, those posts. But, yeah, the the inconsistency. Like, and then there was that brief period. There was this parody account that kind of tried to pop up but didn't tweet anything. But – Oh, they specifically just targeted Tyler's dad and got his banking account information trouble. Get the fuck out. He, they pretended to be us and said that they wanted to send him some money. And to give him his banking account information, and then he did it. Wow. <laughs> I when when I first like because they tried to be legitimate, tried to follow as many like people as possible, and like I got to follow. I think on both my personal account, and Wrestling Cheers, and I was like, oh, maybe they finally came up with like a show account or something. But then like I wouldn't see any tweets, and I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird now. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Yeah, man, they just they just wanted to take advantage of poor Dwight. Just a hard, uh, uh, hard life, you know, for Dwight. Tow truck driving in Nitro, West Virginia. All right, uh, finish this, this wrapping up because we can go on forever. You can find myself at Heavy Set three three zero, much like you can find this show at Wrestling Chairs, Facebook dot com slash Wrestling Chairs, Twitter dot com slash Wrestling Chairs, and Instagram dot com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email if you so choose a desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail dot com, and we have the merch store. Over at watermaneuver.net. Like I said earlier, please rate, review, and subscribe to your Evelyn's Fine Podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcasting friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, 
Pod Van Dam, super fantastic podcast, Road Home from Wrestling, Kick Out at Two, The Indie Cast, Center of the Universe, Sobros Network, Big Bulb Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, Not Ready for Primetime Wrestling, At Odds with Wrestling, and It's Evolution Baby. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Sickening Pictures, Good Company, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Later. That's the boogeyman. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot.